Welcome to BizBody, everyone. My name is Keith Shimon, and today we are talking about accounting. We have our accountant, Jason Wera of jcwtaxaccounting.com, and you can also find him on Facebook at jcwtaxaccounting with his own page. Basically, we go over the basics of accounting and bookkeeping, you know, where we started and the systems that we use today and how they changed over time. We also go into some of the bare bones ideas of what you should know if you want to go into business for yourself and what you should be keeping track of. You know, if you like to know where your money is going, this is the conversation for you. Also, make sure that you go and leave us a review and rate the podcast. It helps other people find us. And if you like it, please share it with whoever it may help. So without further ado, our conversation with Jason Wera. The things that will always be funny to guys, fart farting. Humor. Yeah, farting is always going to be yep. funny. Burping is going to be funny. Yep. Really funny. Mm-hmm. Really, really funny. It's just the way it is. Right. So so deal with it. Right. Other things too, but that's not politically correct. So we're, we're not going to venture there. Right. I'll get yelled at for that. <laughs> when you not that. get yelled at? When I'm sleeping. When you're sleeping? Well, actually, yeah, I do get yelled you at. You get yelled at too, for that for too. For snoring. Snoring. Stop, stop snoring. Yeah, I, had to, I, I spent four days in purgatory. Like you're when still, I when I was all like congested, congested because I was you still are like Kristen was like dude you're ripping the paint off the walls <laughs> I can't sleep <laughs> it's like I can't sleep it's like all right so I went to the other room slept like a baby so are you are you doing um, primarily tender small businesses <laughs> right now or are you doing peop- like remote stuff too with other companies um, a little bit of both. Um, I'm an enrolled agent, so most of what I do is tax base. Mm. Uh, that's where I specialize. Yeah. Um, businesses that I do bookkeeping for and payrolls for, um, most of them are local where I'll meet once in a while. I mean, you guys are local enough, too, so it's not necessarily all over the country or anything like okay. that. Um, but tax-wise, a good percentage is still individual tax returns. Got it. Uh, and then maybe 10 to 15%. Some small business returns then too. Let's right. find out what the secret of tax evasion is. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we have one big question that we have to ask you today. Right. What is the secret of laundering large amounts of money? <laughs> Finding someone else. Find someone. <laughs> is it we'll, true? We'll see you later, guys. That we need to open like a car wash or a strip club. You're only something that we can run cash through. What, like Breaking Bad doesn't really work, man. Right, it right. doesn't really work. I'm telling you, unless. We oh. could be like the unless you're Heisenberg, the, the Colombian crazy hat. Like I've, I've been watching Narcos. <laughs> like they were making so much money, they could launder it fast enough. So they're just burying holes in the jungle and like literally burying ten million bucks at a pop. Well, That's you better crazy. have your markers set, right? Because right. <laughs> someone takes your money, you're just like, well, he's then, dead. Then you're dead, <laughs> and you're dead, <laughs> and your family's dead, and your family's family's dead. <laughs> Uh, Lucky for that guy that stumbles across that at some point. Right. <laughs> so or like, unlucky. Hey, I, I just vote $10 million, guys. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boy, uh, see you later, man. <laughs> 
So today we wanted to talk about our start from complete financial illiteracy ruin. and <laughs> ridiculousness ruin. and ruin um, all the way to where we are at now. And then um, also, I think it'd be awesome if you shared some of the points that would help um, other people get started with their own businesses that would help out if they hired an accountant so that it wouldn't cost them as much or uh, in time and frustration, especially in stress, like if they have everything they need to complete um, their taxes and or stay up to date and current with their books. So I, I can't wait to, to get in this conversation. Um, I think first, let's get into steps right off the bat that um, that people can do right now. Um, if they're thinking about starting going off on their own, or even stuff that they can do, if they're employed, or maybe even um, independent contractor that they can do to ease um, the stress of tax time. Yeah, and the IRS, I mean, I think like most people would rather have like hemorrhoids repeatedly than I thought, have, I thought you loved have, your hemorrhoids. Well, I mean, sometimes you, you can't get attached to them the more you have them. But, you know, like just the whole process of, you know, an IRS agent potentially walking through your front door and being like, how are you doing? Right. You know? So, Jason, what are some things that people can could do right now to make a make a big difference? I think the first thing that you have to do is consider hiring someone. A lot of people are think that an accountant or some tax professional bookkeeper is going to cost too much for what they have. But really, if you start off in the wrong spot and don't have things set up right from the start, mm -hmm. you're going to cause yourself more problems later on. And then when an accountant or a bookkeeper has to go through and correct those things, it ends up being more work and more time and more costly than if you would have just set it up right in the first place. Uh, also, tax-wise, if you're not keeping track of this stuff and, and you come to me or a, a tax professional in, in March to have your taxes done, and we have to try to figure out and try to find some of these expenses from... Not, not on April 15th. Right. You <laughs> noticed extension. in March, right? Extension. I need an extension. <laughs> uh, March was generous, too, but... I know. Uh, I completely, completely <laughs> generous. You're still going to be pulling, pulling at straws to uh, once, once that comes around. Exactly. So. Exactly. But if you're already... 14, 15 months behind trying to find these expenses from past January or round up old statements and receipts to yeah. try to find this stuff, you're already behind the game. You're missing out on stuff. So yeah. having those processes set up initially, those accounts set up correctly, is well worth the, the little money that you might spend uh, in the f to get it started. So uh, what kind of accounts would you um, recommend setting up correctly? Like what are some things that, that they could set up right off the bat to make your life not a living hell around, uh, around March being generous? <laughs> one of the things that I uh, always preach is segregation, and that's one of the things that the IRS says too. If you want to substantiate your business, have a separate bank account, have a separate credit card, have these things separate from your personal. Once you start intermixing some of these things, you don't know what expense was, hey, I went to Home Depot. Was this a repair for the, the shop or was this a repair for home? Was yeah. Shop. Yeah. Shop. Yeah. Always. Always. Always the always shop. Always the shop. And I'm sure that's even 
crazier if you're working out of your house. You know, that that's even like, okay, now what's really an expense and what's not an expense? And that's right. why it's probably nice to have a decent professional that knows what the heck's going on with that. And this in, and the income coming in, too. So if, mm-hmm. if you're just depositing in it and, and say you're married, uh, the wife sees there's money in there, you don't really know. So this isn't set aside for tax time or this isn't side to pay bills. Listen to this, all you wives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or husbands, too. <laughs> uh, but yes, to, just to keep the segregation, it's easier to come up with these numbers at the end of the year, each quarter, month, or however often you have to do these books and balance these things Yeah. Uh, to know where you're at and to have that money in the account. Because a lot of people, if, if they see the money in the account, they're going to spend it or they're going to do something with it. So right. being able to have an idea of where you're at at a given time is something that's absolutely needed. What would you say, like, bare minimum, like, if I'm starting a new business, like, bare minimum, here's the things that, you know, like, you need to to do right off the bat to make sure things are moving in the right direction, right? Like, um, whether that's setting up a QuickBooks or whether that's, you know, um, getting a bookkeeper initially, like, you know, what are the bare minimum things that you believe, like, can get you off the right foot and roughly what are you looking at cost wise versus waiting until March doing it all yourself and then having somebody like yourself, like have to basically unwind all the crap that's happened over the last 11 months. Like, you know, I think what you need is you need to have those items set up initially. uh, Like I said, so it depends on, it, it the fee for it depends on how much or how comfortable you are with things. So mm. if you're comfortable getting this set up and you're comfortable doing it in Excel, there's not necessarily a fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have enough of an accounting background or just a general balancing a checkbook that you're a small business, you can do this some of this stuff on your own. Um, if you're somewhere where you need... Uh, you're going to need someone to audit these things. You're going to need a, a certain CPA that should have this set up initially. So th- the cost of it, there's a huge spectrum that it, it could be something as, as little as free to uh, you need to have someone on retainer to answer any questions or basically be doing this to for you yeah. or hire within your business. It really depends on what you aspire to be or how quickly your business is going to take off. Yeah. I think I think the hard part was, you know, initially for us was the fact that, you know, we were technicians. And I think a lot of people that get into our space, you know, um, the majority, majority of people like are technicians that become business owners, you know, and it's like, you know, you might have a little some people might have a little bit better background in business than others. But I think initially most don't most don't. And it's like, what are the what are the simple things that you can do? right off the bat, like with somebody such as yourself that doesn't get them in trouble, like the idea of, you know, if I take all my stuff to you in March, like, you know, I'm bill could potentially be four times as much as what it would have been if I would initially started with you. Right. But like you said, it's kind of like one of those things too, where it's like you're a startup. So you're trying to balance the whole idea of like trying to budget, right. You're trying to budget as best you can and cut things here and there. But it's like, what are some of the essentials that you probably shouldn't cut if you're that technician? Well, well there's, there was also that time where, where we had, like our, our last our last run in with our with our accountant, right? Where they're like, "Oh, you're doing everything great, everything is perfect," and I'm like, 
I feel really good about myself right now. And then I realized that it was all kind of a lie and that it wasn't doing that good of a job, period, you know, and um, in in our evolution of each each step, right? Like at first it was like, okay, we made this money and we thought of it kind of like an employee mentality, which was like, we made this much money. We have no idea what kind of amount we should be setting aside for taxes, but we kind of have an idea that we get taxed around like 35%. So if you take 35% of what you make and you're going to be kind of okay, but like we just leave enough in the checking account to be able to handle some sort of quarterly. And then, you know, your, your quarterly, like our quarterly didn't change throughout the whole year, you know, and, and which we, uh, first of all, understanding what quarterlies even are, right? Because people that listen to this may not even know what a quarterly is or why they would pay quarterly. And if you don't, you're screwed already. Yeah. And, and like what kind of taxes that you're, you're looking at paying if you're independent, Right. Um, versus being employed, you know, like you have an employment tax, uh, you're paying all the employment tax versus it's coming out of your W-2 already. Yeah. Yeah. And like, OK, you didn't know that the company that you worked for was paying part of your taxes. Like they, they have no idea. Like I didn't know that. And on top of that, what other taxes may be involved with having a space? You know, in this in this space, we also have personal property tax for Mequon. And every year we get this little sheet of paper that's like, hey, you have stuff in your space. You owe us $400 because you have stuff in your space. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, like, getting taxed on stuff we've already paid tax on. Yeah, right? I'm like, great. sales tax, the, the American sales tax. tax. Yeah. yeah. If you start selling some products or something like that, there's going to be sales tax requirements. And that varies from state or municipality as well. What needs to be paid for that? Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of people who start off in business, and it depends on how you're structured too. Yeah, uh, have that self-employment tax. So that's fifteen percent, fifteen point three, right off the bat, because you're paying Social Security and Medicare for both the employer and the employee. So and then there's, it depends on the state that you're in too. Right. So I mean, and then federal, depending upon how much they right. want to screw with your code. <laughs> and, and what el- what other items do you have going on? So you guys oh. are married, so you you have wives that have W two jobs where there is withholding. So if you sh- they're over withholding independently, that's going to cover some of your inefficiencies mm. or what you haven't paid in. We are inefficient. <laughs> or the other way around. <laughs> Extremely efficient. Sorry, sorry. I got to correct myself there. <laughs> right. So it, uh, yes, the, 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 the tax, the income tax on it, there's so many moving parts and pieces mm-hmm. uh, and so many variables based on how the business is structured, what uh, deductions that you might have. Kids at home, it's another deduction, those expenses. Walking tax write-offs. Right. <laughs> not for long. Right. <laughs> not even, well, someone was talking to me about like having a mortgage and how like the mortgage or the, was it interest on your mortgage you could deduct at one point and now that's not really going to be a thing anymore. And, and so like people like pay off your mortgages mm-hmm. now, everyone doesn't matter if you have your, you have interest on your house or not. I'm like, who the heck's just going to like write a check for 200 G's or 300 G's just to pay off their mortgage like that? I'm like, I want to be that guy. I got an extra hundred dollars for my daughter <laughs> from, the right. go- from the governor. That's right. The sales tax. Yeah. That's right. Pay yeah. off their mortgage. 
technically the mortgage is still deductible, but it depends okay. on what other stuff that you have going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you need to, as a married couple, exceed 24000 as your itemized deductions hmm. uh, before it matters because that's the new standard deduction. So huh. something where you have mortgage interest and property taxes, it's not as lucrative or as, as important as it used to be. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, when we have, um, like, I'm just going to go over real quick, like, our evolution because we started out as... <coughs> As, as Brandon gets over this awesome cold and cough, um, we started out as, okay, you know, we have this revenue coming in. Um, I was lucky enough to take like two accounting courses through college and had a business minor, right? Um, I had some idea of feasibility, but it had been about 12 years since I did any of that, right? And I'd been working for people that entire time up to the point where we're like, hey, let's, 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 start, a let's start a business because we know how much we've charged and we kind of have this idea of how much things will cost of which we had like maybe a quarter to a half of those those costs down, right? And when all the other cost, costs started adding up along with, um, along with the idea of how to take care of each one of those things, um, we decided to buy QuickBooks right off the bat. We didn't go with, uh, we, we bought the software version because sure. there wasn't an online version at the time because we're archaic and we're, we're dinosaurs. Um, and from there... was there, no telephones back then either. Well, most people don't know what a debit and a credit is, you know, and they get... They're cards. <laughs> for, Duh. <yeah>. For you. <laughs> and, and like, we would, we finally decided to not do just check and cash and we had credit as a part of our, um, as, as a part of our payments of which that added a whole new layer of complexity. Cause then now <coughs> like month by month of which you should stay up monthly, maybe even weekly on that because it adds up if you are running a lot of cards and they don't necessarily clear right off the bat. So you're trying to figure out who's paid for what, and then put that into your QuickBooks the right way Match so it that up. it all matches up and it all evens out because then three months from now, four months from now, a year. I can tell you that that's a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, it all adds it up like a big oh my God. cluster snowball full of receipts. <laughs> I've never wanted to kill somebody so much as when we, How like, much time literally, we spend on that every literally year? waited for like four months at the end of the year and we're going I, like item by item in in. The most frustrating part is when you're like 90 cents off. You're like, where the f*** is that 90 cents? We're just going to make somebody up. Here we go. This person paid 90 cents for their training who's, session. Who's googly moogly? <laughs> this great friend of, good friend of mine right. pays 90 cents a session. <laughs> Treat them once. Right. Or like when you, we had, I mean, luckily for us, like we did have the envelopes with like March, April, May, you know, like. But then sometimes you, you, you find our receipts, you yeah. find a, a, a receipt in March that should have been in May because you're looking at like, wait a second, that's a May receipt. Your God damn are, it. Your eyes are crossing. Yeah. So we, we, we did that. And um, having a better understanding of um, what we spent money on and then that sort of transitioned into what we received money on to what was going out for expenses and what could actually start possibly being like legitimate expenses because like that was another thing like, Hey, you know, go ahead. And, um, now you guys are making, 
you know, well, we were making the exact same amount for like three years straight, right? Oh, you guys are doing okay. Like, what are you guys doing for for auto? Like auto, and they're like, oh, go ahead and lease the car, you know, and like put it underneath the business, and and then as soon as we did that, the very following, like, what half a year later, people like, why would you ever do that? That's like one of the biggest red flags of the IRS to come and audit you, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I. I don't even know what I'd do if I got audited. I mean, like, literally, if we got audited, you know, the amount of time that it takes for the audit and the amount of money that you got to spend, and it, it, like, I don't want to spend any more time doing more stuff. And the fact that, like, we pay our quarterlies on time, you like, we we pay a, a, a which a is good, due today, by the way. Yeah, which is which went out already. My wife takes care of my <laughs> quarterlies, which is nice. I didn't. I forgot my checkbook. <laughs> You get it on Monday. You get it on Monday. I don't want to get audited, so that's just me. But like um, overall, when it came down to that, then we realized that we needed a system to be able to look at something daily, and we had no way to do that because our our bookkeeper at the time it switched from me to to my wife, which she doesn't want to do that stuff all the time, and um, and she did it like when she could. I mean, it's like she was working part-time as an occupational therapist and a part-time bookkeeper for me. Whether that's next week or um, two months from now. Exactly. Brandon doesn't want to do the books. Like, I was to the point where I'm like, dude, I've not, I don't want to do the books anymore. And then um, not only that, I didn't feel as efficient with it because I didn't spend as much time on it. And I felt like it actually took away from my ability to do the other things really well in my practice. Right. Like, I couldn't. Um, come up with what we were talking about before, you know, like helping people along through our process to give them a better service. Um, I felt like it was taking away from the podcast. I felt like it was taking away from time with my kids and my wife. It's that time value of money that a lot of people don't necessarily see when they're writing out a check to a bookkeeper or an accountant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it might cost you, what, $100, $200, whatever it might be for that period of time. But uh, you would spend how many hours where you would be making that in your business uh, in that amount of time? I mean, it far exceeds that. Completely. Or within your relationships. Right. I'm like, how good is it if... How, how, what kind of relationship do you want to have with your wife? Like, do you want to be all frustrated coming home and stressed out to the max because you owe a bunch of money to the IRS? And you have to explain to her that you may need to like take out a loan or or like borrow money from your parents or your friends because you got to pay a tax bill. I'm like, or would it be really nice to pay like 200 bucks a month and have numbers to let you know exactly where you're at every step of the way? day by day in the health of your business. And the confidence that it's done right versus you just guessing, hey, this might be right. Or, yeah, I think because, it's right. <laughs> I think it's right. Because no, I, I took an accounting class classes. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah I'm like, dude, I, was, I got it. I got, I got an A's in, in those classes, I got a man. C in that yeah. class. That was awesome. Right. <laughs> no, just accounting two. I got an A in accounting one. <laughs> accounting two, I got I got a C because, of course, I was in. As in, see you later. You suck at this. <laughs> I totally, I totally, like, I was my senior. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm out. I'm so out. I'll get A's. And all my uh, exercise courses, and and then the accounting course. Yeah, I'm a C's equal degrees for that. So I'm like, I'm not going to be an accountant coming out. But later, what I know, I would become partially an accountant at that point in time, or about a bookkeeper. So, um, but you know, the evolution came 
um, from that to now it's like our online QuickBooks account of which I don't even know if that's the best software. But what was interesting is when we met you, Jason, was that you provided so much value on, on the front end without us even having a relation, a working relationship yet. It was, Hey, you know, if you guys want to do these things right off the bat, you, you could already streamline your process a little bit more. I have a connection, um, to make sure that like, if we want to streamline all, all your Intuit stuff, all your QuickBooks stuff, you guys have payroll, you guys are doing the online thing. We can package that all together. And then on top of it, you guys are all looking for, you know, you said you wanted numbers daily or at least close to it weekly, right? Uh There was no other way to make that happen other than to package all that stuff together, which is like, well, that's what we want anyways. So why aren't we, why aren't we doing that? And then why aren't we displaying it for us to see? So we almost have like this running scorecard for ourselves. So we, we know what we can expect every month for, for our families. And I think that's, that's so comforting for me, but it also can be a kick in the ass Right for for the month as well because it's like hey look man like we're we're doing really really good we can either step it up and, and and kick it so that next month is easier or it's like hey you know like I kind of burnt out man you know can we can we kind of scale back a little bit and Brandon of course is like no 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 <laughs> and the fact that you weren't sixty five years old with a pocket protector like I mean that, that was also a bonus oh, yeah. every single every single account that we that we uh, that we interviewed before literally they probably would be with us for like maybe maybe, maybe two four, years maybe four years max and yeah like, and then yeah, they would retire and I'm then, like yeah that's not gonna work in this industry no one retires so the only way you're you're getting out of the industry is you're dying that's, <laughs> that's how you get out of the industry right? and you're dead right? <laughs> it's like man I I don't plan on our business dying in the next three years we got to find somebody different <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna love this one Jason I had a client the other day that um, that basically said he's like you know I I'm 80. All these things shouldn't be happening to me. I'm too young for this to be happening to me. I'm just kind of like, I, I I don't even know if I'll make it to 80. Right. Puts things in perspective, right? <laughs> Completely. I'm like too too young. I'm like that's awesome. I want to say that when I'm like 80 years old. I'm too young for this to happen to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. Every single guy that that, that we ran into that we were referred to was probably like 55 or maybe 60 and older. Oh, yeah. And one of them looked like he might have been affiliated with the mob. That's true. <laughs> We're like all polyester. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I was like... I was thinking maybe he should be wearing the Jesus all, jumpsuit like, from the Big Lebowski. Like, like all, all polishing white. A, polishing a bowling ball. It's like all, all white in October. You it's got like, a day Wednesday, baby. Yeah. It's like, isn't there a rule about wearing all white past a certain date? <laughs> Maybe he just came from a wedding. Well, maybe he's just like... He's he, pure. I bet he liked Don Johnson <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> was Don, Don, right. Don, Don Johnson. Right. That was Don Johnson. <laughs> Holy shit. He, he came out to the theme song of Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets in his DeLorean. All synthesized. He, like, I wonder whose DeLorean that was in the parking lot. <laughs> so like getting back to, um, to, to the evolution um, of, of the business, I like the peace of mind to be able to know we're at every step of the way so that you can plan. Now, now, now we know, okay, if we're going to be spending money on continuing education, you know, first of all, before we spent money to... to willy-nilly. Yeah. Just willy-nilly. I mean, it was like, we, we, we need to do this. It. We need to do this. 
So can we do it? <laughs> that was our feasibility right Keith, there. Keith, can I go to Denver? <laughs> sure, Brandon. <laughs> it's like, yes, all right. Well, you can't? Well, I'm going anyways. Right. No. Oh, I was, that wasn't really a question. That was just more like a this courtesy. It's all rhetorical. Right. right? So, <laughs> but I mean, now it's so cool because like now we can do things like actually see where we were at last year and we can see the year before we can see the trends of when we're probably going to be um lighter from when people would leave wisconsin why would you ever want to leave wisconsin i'm mean, like why would you want to go anywhere else for the winter i mean because it's only seven months right <laughs> <laughs> so we, we know what we can expect and um a lot of that wouldn't wouldn't have happened if like number one it was such a pain in the butt in excel to do that right but with you know like with your help and with the software, it's literally you can just pull it right up and see those reports. Some of it's what you feel comfortable with, too. So if you guys were comfortable with Excel and you had all those things in place, fine. Uh, there's other ones out there. You asked if QuickBooks was the best thing. It's it's what you feel comfortable with. There's yeah. other ones that are free. There's other ones that are more expensive. So it's what you can get into and update in a con, uh, on a consistent basis. And staying on top of it so you do know daily or weekly where you're at versus, oh, no, I have the stack of receipts that I have to go and enter into uh, the software. My wife needs to go and enter into the software. Uh, maybe we'll find out in two months where we're at. Yeah. we, we um, What I did at first was I put together my whole order of operations in a Google Doc, and then I handed that to, to Jen so she knew how I did it. Hopefully that didn't screw her up. <laughs> like, why are you doing it that way? I was like, hey, I'm doing great. And then someone else said, well, you're not really doing it right. I'm like, well, maybe that Google Doc needs to be updated. Right. <laughs> but it might have been right, just maybe not as efficient as you could have been either. Completely, completely. And I think that goes back to what Brandon said before. If, if someone was going to, like, team up with a bookkeeper it's like back to the question I asked 20 minutes ago, <laughs> and then Keith went on his evolutionary rant. Well, it was important because Whatever. it brings us right back for context. Right. I mean, why would you want him to answer a question that I asked 20 minutes ago? Because you didn't want to hear the story? No, I did not. Oh, maybe everyone, I know everyone else you're did. Bad, like, you're bad inserting the stories. You insert the stories after he answers the question, not... Before now, nobody remembers what the question well, was. He, he, answered, he answered the question. Now you're going to have to rewind this to even understand what the. I don't even remember what the question was. The question. You know what the, the question the is. The question's going to sound so much better coming from Keith, though, right? Right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> just do this podcast by myself. <laughs> if you never, ever, did any bookkeeping before, what would be the most basic steps that would help the most? This is where you insert your name and your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the basic things that you need the most are just to keep things segregated and complete and as much documentation as you can. So so what are the segregated things? The segregated things are the business and the personal. So don't be putting uh, you know, your lunch with your wife on your business card because you heard you could write it off. <laughs> Uh, it was keep, a meeting. <laughs> what? I, I talked about the business and I right. talked about my day at work. Right. Uh, but no, just keeping those. So anything that's exclusive for the business goes into the business account. Anything that's income from the business goes into the business account. And obviously, when you are starting off and you don't have necessarily outside funding, the money that you put into the, the, the business 
uh, goes into what's called your basis. <coughs> so you need to know that and keep track of that. So keeping track of any of this stuff, uh, whether it's receipts, whether it's uh, <coughs> just a logbook, whether it's the bank statements, uh, as much documentation. So if you do need to uh, regurgitate this to someone or you the IRS is come calling and you are being audited, you have these paper trails of how to get this stuff and where to uh, <laughs> where you need to go. Damn microphone stands. <laughs> uh, they're always getting in the way. I need another beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, is when it comes down to um, the different line items, right? Like what are some of the line items that you're probably going to be dealing with? Well, a lot of people... Uh, the basic uh, line items. Basic line items, supplies, office equipment, your utilities if you have a standalone business, if you're not working out of your house or something like that. Um, just uh, the equipment in your your computers, your your tables, any of that stuff. There's going to be certain things that you need to depreciate. That's uh, If Whole you're not familiar <laughs> with that, talk to your accountant for that one. Um, but basically expenses, your inflows and your outflows. So yeah. categorize them as much as possible. Uh, and those categories can be different from one business to the next. So obviously some plumber is going to have different categories than than an accountant, than someone in your line of works, than, than as, you know, whatever other businesses out there, uh, they don't necessarily have the same line items. Now, what are quarterlies? Quarterlies are, uh, and some people don't necessarily need to pay quarterlies. Hmm. It depends on what your tax liability is. <laughs> um, so the IRS doesn't care, the IRS, the state, they don't care if they get their money from a W-2. So if you didn't want to pay your quarterlies, uh, you just ratchet up the withholdings from your wife's job. Or if you have a side job or something like that, do it that way. Uh, quarterlies are basically a way of having money withheld or paid to the IRS or to the state to cover your tax liability. So at the end of the year, when you file taxes, you don't know 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever it is. Uh, they want their money when you make your money. Hmm. Got it. Figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Notice if, I said their money. If if because um, right. they made it. If you decided to um, like whatever you made, you just held on to. What would be a good percentage to be able to save to potentially pay quarterlies, or even like where would you even start to think about coming up with a number for a quarterly? Your rule of thumb where you said 35% is always kind of the number that I give as well. Um, it's just a rule of thumb, though. So it, it then goes back to what I said before about it depends on what every th- everything it. else that you have going on. So you have a house, you have kids, you have a wife that works. Uh, where is your income level? It's going to be different if you're making $30,000, and that's what you're clearing, what that percentage is, versus if you're making three hundred or 500000 So uh, it's it's kind of a rule of thumb just to kind of get you in the right ballpark, uh, but it, it really depends. Got it, got it. If you were going to say, like, ideally, you know, I mean, I think cost is always a big issue with a startup. From a cost standpoint, like, to have somebody like yourself, like, set you up with QuickBooks, if that's what you're going to use, or Excel, or it, whatever the practitioner turned business owner decides, like, oh, I'm comfortable with this, Having somebody such as yourself coming in and say, okay, if this is the way it's going to run, here's the things I'm going to need from you. If you're going to do this, this is what it's going to be like. On average, I mean, I, I know this is like completely ballparking, but like what should somebody expect to pay like for something like that? Because, you know, again, 
you don't know what you don't know, right? And the assumption always is, well, it's going to be way more expensive than a lot of people think, right? Where you said it could be really cheap depending on what you want, but it could also be super expensive, right? And right. I think part of the reason people never even look at it in the first place is, again, you're trying to go on the cheap as much right. as you can, but like at the end, you know, you could end up paying more in the long term, like, absolutely, you know, if you're screwing shit up. The, the answer to that is with any tax questions, it depends, just like you said. So what they can expect to pay, it, it depends on uh, one. That's one of the biggest questions I get, especially during tax time, is how much is it going to cost me to file a tax return? Well, uh, what do you have going on? How is complex it, it is. How complex it is, how much time it's going to take. Uh, there, there's so many variables based on what uh, to, to give a, a very good answer. You could find someone... Uh, and, let me back up that it's not necessarily a regulated industry. So do you need a bookkeeper? Do you need someone who specializes in tax? Do you need the audits going on that you need a, a CPA in a corner mm. office? So, I mean, if you just need to get started finding someone who specializes in QuickBooks, maybe a couple hundred dollars to get you set up. And then do you need someone who, who's going to know tax that you need to consult with as well? Some of these things you can get, uh, you know, they'll talk with you for half an hour just to put you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's good even in your interviewing process of trying to find a new accountant. Uh, most of those people probably did. I'm, I don't know if you guys had to pay for, uh, for any of those to come in and kind of have that consult. But uh, a lot of those people are going to do it for free just to kind of mm. get to know you. I want to get to know you. You want to get to know me. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so some of those you can take away some free advice or... Uh, not saying to go get it for free and free advice is just wh exactly what you pay for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, that said, you can you can get some good ideas and it, you you don't have to spend a lot. But then if your requirements based on on your business or those needs. Uh, so if it's it's probably if you don't have a whole lot going on with your family as far as many branches of of revenue and, and income streams and. Um, Assets, it's probably not going to be too expensive. Correct. But then, if you got a whole bunch going on, the cost goes up. Right. Yeah. And, and how you're structured too. If if you're a sole practitioner, and this is a, on a technical term, but on a Schedule C, a self-employment, it might be a little bit less than if you're set up as a partnership or a corporation. Yeah. Where there's more things going on, and you need someone who specializes in certain things versus uh, just uh, like I said, it's. Taxes is an unregulated industry, so you could go to anyone who hangs a shingle that says they prepare taxes. <laughs> Some of it you want to see what their education is and their background, uh, see how they, if they're familiar with your situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it definitely doesn't hurt, you know, shopping around and, and stuff, but I think, you know, the initial thought, you know, I know for us was like, oh, how can we, like, skimp as much as we can, whether the bare essentials, and it's like, you know, just... uh trying to figure out where you can cut costs you know some of that cost know. again is uh, the time uh, the time value of money uh, how much time is it going to take you to figure this out and do it on your own and if i tell you a way to save uh, a couple of thousand dollars but it's going to cost you 500 to do it uh, how much did what was the cost for me to do this was it 500 dollars because i that's what the check is you wrote or yeah was it 1500 dollars because that's what you saved by me telling you something or filling something out a little bit differently than what you would have done it on your own. I right. think one of the things that also came up before with us was uh, risk level. Like we never, I never thought about it until we started shopping um, other 
accountants at that point in time where Brandon's like, well, I'm looking for reduced tax liability as much as possible. <coughs> and I'm like, well, I'll wait for you. Excuse me. So I'm looking for tax <clears throat> liability as much as possible. Where I'm like, well, I'm looking for tax liability uh, reduction, but without the risk of having to spend more time with <laughs> with getting audited, you know, and work more, to the gray area, but don't go, uh, don't cross that line. Yeah, no, I don't want to go to the to the red, right. you know, and and that's and that was that was huge for me, but I didn't even really think about it until we had that discussion, and I'm like, well, you know. If we're capable of, of saving um, saving money on the on the back end of our taxes, but then also having the peace of mind on the front end to being like, I know it's being taken care of the best way possible, and then we have our, our documentation in a row, like we have our receipts, we have our paper trail, and, and all and all to be able to represent what we do. It's I feel so much. I feel so much less stress about that period. It's probably the best money that we ever spent. It's something off your plate too. So you, you don't have to stress about that. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to have your you have wife. To wear many hats. You don't, you don't have to have your wife do it. And she's <laughs> agonizing on the couch. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you cash my check? All right. <laughs> it's the whole reason we have a housekeeper. because... Oh, yeah, I don't you, do, you do have a housekeeper. I don't, don't want to spend the time doing it. Like it's it's worth the money that we pay, so I don't have to clean a goddamn thing. Well, like, it was the best. Like when Kristen was like, "Well, well, we're gonna spend Saturday cleaning." You're like, "Well, I'm gonna pay someone to clean my half. Is that okay?" She's like, "You gonna do what?" <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Like so, when we we first moved in together, like my wife, I love her to death, but she is very. She's very clean. She's very meticulous about things, which is great. Like, we never have a dirty house. We never had a dirty condo. Like, her... Brandon is not a cleaner. Her perception of clean, (laughs) you know, like, or dirty is, like, most people's super clean, right? So, like, when our condo was dirty, it was like most people would walk in there and be like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like, but everything was always immaculate, right? And... When she cleans, she cleans, right? So it's like, holy crap. It's you know, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, right? And then and, you had a kid. Right. So then, <laughs> now so, nothing's ever clean. So then it's like, you know, I move in and all of a sudden she's like, you know, I usually spend Sundays cleaning. I'm like, good for you. She's like, no, no, no. Now that you live here, like, I'm going to give you some jobs. I was like... Screw that. Like, I don't want to do that. So, but the funny thing was, it's like even the things that she gave me, I would do. And of course, like I would do them like half-assed because I didn't want to do them anyway. But she would just go back and redo them anyway. So I was like, why even, why do I even have to do that? But like, that was the ritual, right? She did a really bad job. It was like, I would like, she would be super pissed if I wouldn't help. But it was never good enough to her standards anyway. So she'd just redo it. So it was like, why am I even doing this? Right. So finally I was like, screw it. I was like, I'm going to start outsourcing my portion of the cleaning. And she's like, you're going to do what? I was like, yeah, I'm going to hire a housekeeper. I just read the four hour work week to do my portion for the Philippines. So that the three and a half hours that I'm spending doing this, I can go to the bar or I can go do whatever I want. And you guys can sit in here and clean. And she's like, well, that's not fair. I was like, who said it was fair? I just said that I was that's that's what I was gonna do for my part. And she's like, Well then she should have to do my part too. I was like, fine by me if I don't have to do it. So And I don't have to hear about it. Right. So we like I brought in this lady, you know, and like again, 
it's kind of like it was a referral from a client and she was really good. She's this like really like sweet Polish lady, you know, barely spoke English, but she was phenomenal. Like in my, and again, my wife is very anal when it comes to cleaning. So like, you know, the first time she cleans her, she's walking around, like giving the little finger test on everything. She's like, wow, she's really good. And I was like, she's staying. <laughs> and like, well so, worth the money. It, it totally and I'm going is. To the bar. I'm playing softball. <laughs> it totally is, man. So like when we moved into our house, it was like, Unfortunately, you know, she lives like on the south side. So she, I mean, she doesn't really drive that well. So she wasn't coming all the way to Seaburg. Well, I found another person. So I was like, you know, this is what's happening. Like, I'm not cleaning. Like, I don't clean. I don't vacuum. I don't do anything. It's like, those are, those are just things that like. This is a guy that moved into an apartment and like, literally it was like, we did it for a year or two years, two years of the apartment that was, that was in near River West or by Sherwood, Sherwood. Year and a half. Year and a half. Not didn't clean the bathroom once. No, not, not once. No, it was my, like my mom cleaned it more than I did. It was like I think they took a trowel to like the <laughs> to the sink and to the bathtub. It was like literally like That's calcium calcium deposits built up on that sucker. I was like, how do you get anyone to actually come back to this apartment with you <laughs> at all? It's you a nice like, apartment. It was a great apartment, by the way. Um, I remember when when. Jen and I first got married, and she handed me like a honeydew list. And I was just like, I don't do lists. I threw it up and walked out the door. <laughs> I'm like, man, we get along really well, Brian. And, like, <laughs> and she's just like, you don't do lists. I'm like, who does? Right. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, whoever wants a list handed to them. But it's funny though, like, you know, we talk about stuff like this because it's like, you know, there's certain things that he'll do. Like, he'll spend hours trying to learn to do something. I'm like, fuck it, I'll pay somebody. Like, I'm not wasting my time because number one, I don't want to spend the time to learn it. Number two, it's never going to be as good as the person I pay anyway. And number three, I'm probably going to end up paying that that person anyway, and then I'm going to waste all this time. So I was like, I'll just pay him. Whereas he's I, I have like, I have, a, I have a threshold now. I have from, a time threshold that I've learned where I'm like, like that that is very very true. But I would save myself the frustration now and be like, well, am I going to design this thing? Or am I not going to design this thing? You know, I'll give myself, well, I get X amount of hours per day up to this up to this date. If I don't, I'm outsourcing it because otherwise I'll get way too frustrated. But I find that the struggle of trying to learn that thing was what I needed to be able to decide whether or not the work that came back to me was legitimate and good. Because if I don't do that to begin with, I have no litmus test of like, you see, when you, when you do that stuff, it's like you have this innate like judge of how good something is or like, well, that's good. I'm like, I don't really know how good it is until I see what's not as good. You know what I mean? Where you're just kind of like, well, that's cool. And all of a sudden it's just kind of like, cool. Like I don't have that ability. So I have to learn my, I have to learn my context. But I think the, the, the funniest part about all this is, you know, like I do that in my regular life, right? Like this happens outsourced. This happens outsourced. Like, and he snaps his fingers right. like that when it happens too. But like the funny part is like, but then, it, outsourced. But, then, but then the business is different, right? It's like you think you can do it all. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, no, I'm not going to spend money on that. I can do that myself. Right. No, no, no. I'm not like total opposite of what my actual like regular life is like. It's like. I'll pay people to make my life easier at home, but I won't pay people to make my life easier in business. 
like which is bass backwards. It is. You know what I'm saying? Completely it's like, backwards, yeah. And that's I think that's something over the last couple of years, like especially this last year where we've really had to, you know, come together and say, okay, what are some things that we need to start taking <laughs> off our plate and actually start paying people to do rather than trying to do it all ourselves? Well, right? there's there's the things that like you don't even realize that are that are on your plate that you're doing poorly until someone brings it to your attention. That's like, that, that's a major part of it where it's like, okay, all of a sudden, you know, now that you need to get either better at this thing or someone else should be doing it to, to streamline what the heck it is. Like I had no idea about like how to formulate certain processes, how to be able to check, uh, have a checks and balances system for where we're at, where we're at for the month, you know? <laughs> and, and not only that, it's like, what do we do for on the technical side? We do so much continuing education for that that brings stuff to our attention of what we're missing out on. <laughs> so, Jason, what else are you going to take off our plate next? <laughs> <laughs> Heisenberg. <laughs> Mr. Do you do, Heisenberg. Do you do, do you do marketing, too? <laughs> I do marketing, too. <laughs> Websites. <and> Websites. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> so, Jason, um, if people want to check out your work, well, you know, um, if they're if they're um, if they have any questions, or if uh, they like to acquire your expertise, uh, or just want free you? advice, <laughs> just free. All the, free advice. Of that. <laughs> I have enough of the, the free advice. That <laughs> if, they, uh, if they want a working relationship, right? Uh, yeah, you can reach out to me. Uh, my contact information is. Listed uh, on the podcast, uh, jcwtaxaccounting.com, uh, 262-299-3772. Cool, cool, cool. Um, any social media stuff? Uh, Facebook, JCW Tax Accounting is probably the one that uh, you can reach me the quickest uh, as well. Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for joining our team. Absolutely. Absolutely.